We'll have a post-game interview here in a second. Looks like it'll be Eric Paschal. Eric Paschal gets a fist bump from Danny Ainge. And joins, will join us here in a second. Paschal, 16 points tonight. Eric Paschal, thank you very much for taking the time. Madeline gets you perfectly fit. Of course, of course. Thank you. Uh, let's talk about your shot. You, we, we actually talk a lot about Dallas. Remember, you working so hard with Vince Lagarza early in the year and how much effort you put in on your shot. How much more comfortable does it feel right now? Uh, it feels great. I mean, every time I shoot, I feel like it's going in. I mean, every day I get my work in. Uh, me and Rudy Gay, Rudy's been shooting with me, so, man, that's, he's a great vet. He's been in the lab with me doing my same workouts. and. Uh, it's, it builds chemistry and uh, just builds confidence. I mean, again, again, every time I shoot it now, it feels feels good. It feels like it's going in. Bing bong. bong. That's Rudy Gay right there yeah. on cue. That's my bet. That's my bet right there. What, are you working on anything in particular with the shot or just repetition? Just reps. I mean, I, I feel like just getting more reps and getting more comfortable with my shot uh, is a big thing. So uh, I just get a lot of reps in, a lot of game reps. Uh, again, and, and it's, it's a lot of confidence. Everybody on the bench told me let it fly. So. Knowing, knowing I have the ability to just catch the shoot and work on my corner threes and all my threes, it, it's a great feeling. You've played a lot of different positions, and with it, Joe out, we'll probably have to continue to. How do you deal with the different roles you're taking right now? Oh, uh, I'm dealing with it pretty fine. I mean, again, as long as I'm on the floor, I feel good. Man. I, I just want to go out there, give it my all, uh, and play the game the right way. And, and my teammates encourage me. Uh, they do a lot for me, so uh, I'm happy. Uh, I'm glad we get two wins in a row, keep this rolling, and uh, keep it going. Nice job, Eric. All right, thank you. Thank you. Eric Pascal, nice enough to join us. He's been playing very well. Ron, I think, you know, the coaching staff keep, uh, you know, coaching staff keeps talking about how they've improved during those stretches. And one of the ways they improved, Mike Conley's leadership taking a larger role. Another way is just guys that are getting opportunities and they're more ready to play than they have been. Well, it's, it's evident and I think the confidence is definitely there. Not that they never had it, but I think minutes has done a lot for, for a few players uh, on this team. And, and uh, the hustle plays that we've seen here in the last three or four ball games, you know, gives you the indication that, hey, these, these guys are, are working very hard to make things happen. Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott join us now. Guys, what did you see tonight? Saw a really connected team. I think Coach Wells talked about that word at halftime, and that's what it felt like throughout. Uh, like a game, you, uh, game that the Jazz never trailed and really never even got threatened. Um, I thought their game plan on Kyrie was great, really contested, and the extra effort was seen. Um, and, I, and that stuff is it translates. But I think Ron's right. There is a lot more confidence in those guys because that's what reps do for you. They, they make you believe like, I, here, I, well, they, they confirm what you believe, that you can do this, right? But then you get the opportunity to actually go do it. Where have you seen that the most, Tim? Um, I think Trent Forrest has made a huge step, you know. Um, but but we've been saying, we've been singing Pascal's praises for a bit. And, you know, I think it's just contagious what he brings. Uh, another guy who, you know, I don't think th there's going to be a moment that's going to be too big for him because he just plays so hard and, and figures it out. He seems like he's 40 years old. He's a third-year player. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think that's that's one that, like, Pascal's so mature, won the national title at Villanova and all that kind of stuff. So he seems like he's much older than he actually is. Um, i got to tell you what, Adoka Azubuke... Double-double tonight. ...was 
at times prior to the last two games as lost or looked to me as lost as an NBA player I'd seen. And really valuable contribution in both the last two games. Yeah, again, he's a guy who the only way you get to you know, know where you are is to be out there. And he's, he's had a lot of adversity early in his career. And obviously the summer league situation worked against him, but he's figuring it out. And you can see that he's kind of learning on the fly. I've, I've always liked him from a distance. I liked watching him at Kansas just because I think a guy that big is going to have an impact on the game. He's in better shape, it seems. That's helped. Yeah, that's a great call. And then I think that performance in the game against Jokic, you know, like he held his own against the best player in the NBA for a night or helped contribute at least to a win against the best player in the NBA. That has to matter. Yep. And, and one last thing, I think Jared Butler, he had six assists, no turnovers tonight. And we've seen his progression where, you know, he never even thought about really how to get rid of it. He, he, was, he turned it over or he got a shot, you know, but I think he's evolved a bunch. So our mantra about the Jazz was not to worry when they were losing games without all their players. Any concern on Brooklyn? I, I've got yeah. plenty of concerns. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they... I mean, they didn't have Durant. They didn't have Harden. Yeah, but I think it... Well, we talked about this in the pregame, David. Did, you know, would you, even with their guys, would you throw Brooklyn in the contender category at the moment? They're the odds-on favorite to win the title. Are you buying that? Maybe you are. Obviously, Vegas is. I mean, I, I'm Vegas just not. Vegas has them as the odds-on favorite to win the title. Wow. Kevin Durant's great. No, he is great. Absolutely. James Harden healthy is great. Well, we still have no idea if these guys work together, though. They played like 34 minutes together all season. Well, they didn't stop the Jazz tonight, and I don't know if Durant or or maybe Durant a little bit, but I don't know if they're missing guys or helping them stop anybody on D. Totally different game if those guys play. True. We'll take it. Uh, David, real quick before we let you go, just because you have one of those fancy memories that uh, is I just not, remarkable. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. When was the last time this Jazz team really put it on somebody? You know, actually, Denver, the last time they had their full roster just recently. If you, I, I, yeah, that one time when forgot, they had everybody we together. We forgot about that. Game. Like, it's interesting. That will be the last game all year in which the Jazz play with their full roster because Joe's not going to be a part of it again. And they thumped the Nuggets. Now, the Nuggets had played the night before, and we're not back in a back-to-back, but they... They crushed him that night. So not that long. I was thinking it had been no. a long time, but, yeah, you forget about that one. No, I mean, truly what happened to the Jazz is they got COVID, and then they played, got everyone back for one game, and they played great. And then Rudy got hurt, and Donovan got a concussion. Now, we weren't great beforehand. Let's not, like, have revisionist history, but the losing was all based on that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know who we are, frankly, but, you know. Maybe we picked the coaching staff insisted they were getting better, um, you know, during this losing streak, and now you can literally see why. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Fine work tonight. Okay. See you guys. 125 to 102 is your final. Jazz get a win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. The Jazz take it to the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Here at Vivint Arena, 125 to 102. What a return for Donovan Mitchell. 27 points, six assists, three rebounds. He got that 27 points on eight of 10 shooting and six of seven from three, five of five from the line. What a game from him. Welcome back, Donovan. He was really uh, engaged, too. Um, really communicating. Saw that often with his teammates with the bench. 
um, while he was out of the game, you know, up like he always is. And and then just on the court, he made great decisions. You know, I thought he moved the ball great tonight. Um, really used that assist, you know, the ability to make good plays and, and opened up things for himself. He was just great. And the Jazz jumped on him early. Like you said, they were, it was 10-0. Um, the Jazz led this game. Um, and it was all the way to the 934 mark when James Johnson made the first basket for the Nets. So great job just starting the game and the, and the way the Jazz consistently kept the pressure on throughout. It was a few games ago, Coach Snyder uh, in his post game. obviously it was a few games ago, he was not in the health and safety protocols yet, but he, he talked about how hard the team played and actually mentioned when Donovan and Rudy come back, they need to continue to play at that level. And I thought that that's kind of the first thing that ran through my head tonight at the beginning of the game and really continued through throughout was Donovan comes right back into the lineup and they continue with the big time effort on both sides of the ball. And it shouldn't be a surprise that they, they got out to a big time lead in the first quarter. No, it was it was great. And I, I thought the guys were really plugged in. You know, that word connected. Coach Wells used it at halftime. It's, it's a word you often hear when things are going well for the Jazz, and you felt that. You know, great rotations, understanding of the game plan, and then just good execution throughout. It was uh, was a great job both offensively and defensively by the Jazz tonight. A balanced performance as well. Six Jazz players in double figures, uh, led by Donovan's 27. Boyan had 19. Pascal with 16 off the bench. Whiteside with 15 off the bench. Whiteside 15, 8, and 2. Uh, so a fine game from him. Mike Conley with 14 uh, tonight. And how about Doak? Double, double Doak. 10 points, 11 boards. He got the start tonight. Went out there and played with a lot of energy for the Nets. Uh, let's see here. They were led by our guy, Cam Thomas. We talked about him at halftime having a big game. He finished the game with 30 points on 11 of 19 shooting. Uh, played really well. Let's see. Kyrie Irving uh, finished the game with a 15 on 6 of 20 shooting, so not the most efficient 15 uh, he's ever had as well. So Jazz win. 125 to 102 over the Brooklyn Nets. And sure, you know, the Jazz, or excuse me, the Nets were missing James Harden. And of course, they missed Kevin Durant, you know, two of the best players in the league, no doubt. But, you know, where the Jazz are in the season and the adversity that they've faced, uh, this is a really good win, the way that they played. And I, I'm guessing we're going to hear a fairly upbeat locker room when we hear from the guys tonight. I do too, because I think they've, they've really kind of uh, broken through, uh, you know, to be able to go through what they have. Uh, Donovan coming back and and faring so well. I thought Donovan was excellent tonight, but everybody else really uh, was as well. It, it was nice to see the the things clicking after going through a tough period of time. So the, I would imagine that the locker room will be very upbeat and guys will be really proud of the effort they gave tonight. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Monday night. The Jazz are taking on the New York Knicks here at Vivint Arena. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got postgame sound for you coming up next. Jazz win tonight, 125-102 to 102 over the Brooklyn Nets right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Post Game Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim LaCole, post game. 
brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz win tonight over the Nets, 125 to 102. Let's go down to the media room now and hear from Alex Jensen. Recording in progress. Um, I kind of talked about it earlier, but it was, um, there was a lot of moving parts today in the last few days. And, uh, you know, it's something we talked about with coach and a meeting yesterday and today and, and, you know, Suge song, call him Suge, but anyway, he, um, you know, he was coming back and we had, you know, same thing with Donovan because he hadn't, he'd been out conditioning. So kind of just breaking it up and, you know, it's wasn't too much. We kind of went back and forth, but it was, you know, the conclusion we came to is, is the staff in our meetings. It's great. It was great. And the way, and the way he played and not in just the way everybody played is one thing that we kept, we've been talking about for a long time. Coaches trusting each other, like everybody doing their job. And we did a great job of that tonight. You can, Fell by the, the 33 assists, but just trust, trusting each other on both ends of the floor. And, and they did a really good job. Credit to the, the guys tonight. What did you see out of them? You know, I, I, you know, personally, I think he, uh, he looked better. He hadn't been, been out for a while, but he looked really good. He was, he was running, defending, passing. So it was, it was really nice. I think for all of us to see him out there. I think he takes pressure off the other guys, especially like Mike or, but there's so much focus other teams have on him and that it frees up other guys offensively. And, and uh, you know, he's Donovan Mitchell. So it makes every life a lot easier for everybody. Good. Good. Right. Okay. There you go. Coach Alex Jensen. Man, a few words tonight. Brevity. The brevity media, for Al. The media, a few question uh, tonight for Alex Jensen. But really, you know, the return of Donovan Mitchell was the big story tonight. You heard uh, what Coach said. And elaborate on that a little bit, Coach Lacombe, how Donovan really takes the pressure off. Well, I think if you think about spacing on the defensive side, um, you know, whoever the, the head of the snake is, and it, for the Jazz, it's Donovan. Um, you know, he's going to kind of be true north, and everybody's going to be pulled in his direction. So wherever he is, eyes are on him, thoughts are on him, and it just frees up other guys. It gives them more space to make a play. And, um, you know, they're always going to be a guy and a half, in theory, on Donovan, um, and possibly two, and then the other guys will just have more to play off of because of him. All right, you know who else had a good night tonight? Rose Stradamus. The Jazz certainly got to 100. I had 11 points, as predicted. Rostradamus <laughs> strikes again. As predicted by Coach Lacombe, a.k.a. Rostradamus. This season when the Utah Jazz score 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. <clears throat> Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. You know, enjoy your Saturday just a little more. Yeah, you had, I had to get off the snide. <laughs> yeah, I picked right. two bad ones in a row. I'm not used to that. I had a bad streak. Uh, Roasty has never lost two in a row. And now you're the, back. Now I'm back. Back. And I'm thinking about actually 
profiting off of this roasty thing. Like maybe a bobblehead, you know, with a me in a chef's hat with a roast beef. And yeah, we'll think about it. I'm sure we'd sell four or five. I'd buy it. Now, listen, we have we have some controversy tonight with uh, with the master of the glass. So let's go ahead and get to that, because I feel like this this is uh, this warrants some discussion. We're going to have to go to the Russian judge. All right. So uh, Master of the Glass, of course, is brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. I'm proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Now we have a tie, <clears throat> and I want to know who we are going to reward the Master of the Glass to tonight because the tie with 11 boards. Boyan Bogdanovich and Udoka Azabuki both had 11. Now, who do we give it to? Because I'd love to give it to Boyan because it might, I I don't want to, I think it would be his first master of the glass ever in the history of this promotion. Oh, without, yeah, not not close. I can, I can verify. But Doak also stepping into the starting lineup, having a double-double and leading the team in rebounds is an awesome story. Well, let's, Let's be like we'll clean half of each guy's windshield. So we're gonna split it tonight. We're gonna split it. We're gonna have co's. We have to because it's a great story either way. It is a great story, but I, I believe they've each earned the honor. Doke five of eight tonight. Eleven boards, ten points, twenty-four minutes. Played well. I mean, really well in in stretches when he's got his energy and his wind is getting better. He's getting better conditioned, but it's fun to watch him out there. He definitely has an impact. And and <coughs> excuse me. And listen, if we're gauging effort stats, you know, really out there playing hard, rebounds I feel like is a good one for Bogdanovich. You know, if he's 11, you know, he's not going to grab 11 boards every night. But if, if Bogdanovich is out there grabbing rebounds and he's, you know, getting seven, eight, nine rebounds in, in games, I think, my opinion, is a good sign that he's out there really, really giving it his all. If the Jazz can get back to whatever it takes, right? Everybody's willing to do whatever it takes. I'm going to sprint back in transition because it's what we're supposed to do. It's proven. You know, I'm going to make the extra pass. I'm going to keep my eyes out. Not going to force things, all those things. You know, I'm going to block a guy out. They get back to that, and, and a guy like Bogdanovich tonight steps up and gets 11. Um, maybe tomorrow, you know, or sorry, um, Monday night it'll be Royce. But it, I think that that's the key. It has to be a, has to be a by-committee thing where everybody's willing to do everything. Jazz out-rebounded the Nets tonight 49-42. to And those two players we mentioned had 11 boards, while also Hassan Whiteside had eight off the bench. I love it. Without Rudy, rebounding is going to be key because he, he is so good at rebounding. And uh, they certainly did a nice job tonight. I feel like this team's really rebounded well. Um, you know, I think other guys have really picked it up. Rudy's been phenomenal. But you see guys creep into having big numbers, and it's different guys on different nights. But overall, I really like the energy on the glass. I think this is a good rebounding team. All right, the Jazz win tonight, 125-102 to 102 over the Brooklyn Nets. This is Brooklyn's seven consecutive loss. So, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit in the pregame. You know, teams run up against it, even good teams. And, and Locke still thinks, you know, he pretty much agreed with Vegas when we were talking to him that Brooklyn has the best chance to win the title of anybody you know, they've lost seven consecutive games. It's not the NBA is not an easy, not an easy league. No, and all the different variables now. I mean, there's just more variables for guys to miss games. And then we've seen if you don't have your team out there, and particularly the instrumental guys, 
your team's going to really struggle. And I think that's something we've seen across the league. I don't think anybody's escaped that. All right. Post game is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Each uh, Subaru owners are diverse and uh, each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz win, 125 to 102. We'll have player sound for you coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz win big tonight, one twenty five to one hundred two over the Brooklyn Nets. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark's Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe, with you. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. Asserted with a C, Certain Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, points in the paint. Uh, let's see here. Jazz outscore the Nets 56 to 36. Wow. Second game in a row, really pounding a team in the paint. Yep. And it was uh, definitely space to do that. The Jazz definitely took advantage. The big guys rolled hard. I thought they ran well in transition and got things there. And then they were decisive on their drives. They, they got where they wanted to get on the floor, made the right plays, finished through contact, and overall just a really solid performance from the Jazz. Shot 56.5% from the field, 44.7% from three. They were 17 of 38. So they shot the ball pretty uh, well pretty much anywhere. On the other side of it, the Nets were only 41.4% from the field tonight, 12 of 34 from three, 35.3%. So... You know, you liked the way that they played Kyrie Irving. Well, they they didn't let Brooklyn shoot all that well, of course, Cam Thomas aside. And it was the understanding, like early in the game, um, you know, the Jazz got strung out on a screen, and Hassan just was was on alert, and he got right up to the point of the, of the screen, and he stayed with and contested really well without fouling a shot by Kyrie from two. And that's what you want your guys to You want Kyrie not to kill you get into the basket, not to kill you, get into the line, and not to have wide-open looks from three. So that's exactly the game plan you want to play him to play into. Uh, what do you think of, of Cam Thomas there? he Tonight uh, for the Nets, he 11 of 19 from the field, had 30 points. Uh, but, uh, you know, we talk about all the, the players we're getting to see for the Jazz because they're shorthanded and players get an opportunity and all that. Uh, but... Uh, how about uh, uh, Camp stepping in and having a big-time uh, game? He was the 27th pick in the first round of this past draft. Well, I remember when they took him, and I, I didn't know a lot about him then and certainly don't know a lot about him now, but he was impressive, really impressive. Back to the media room we go. It's time to hear from Doak. Extra minutes, extra run lately. Recording in progress. Um, My confidence. I feel a little more confident, you know. Playing alongside, you know, guys like Don or Mike, you know, they make the game so much easier for me. And, you know, for me, it's just, you know, just how, just know my role and, you know, play to the best of my ability, you know, if, whether it's like setting good screens, rebounding the ball, you know, running the floor, you know, just capitalize on, you know, stuff that, you know, that, that helps the team and give us a chance to win. What do you think that you need to, to still do better? Uh, 
I think I see my condition. I still, I still need to get there. You know, being that you know I haven't really played that much, so I'm still trying to get my conditioning back. Um, I mean, I'm in a decent. I'm, I'm decent in my conditioning, but I feel like you know I can do better. And um, it just takes you know just practice and just you know playing with the guys and all that stuff because you know you can run all you want, but like game game condition is so much different from like you know actually like doing it. On a, on a practice cut. Is there a difference in how you play based on a couple days when you started versus you know, when you started? Is there a difference on how like, I played? Like, is, it, is it easier mentally for one reason or another if you're out there at the beginning? Um, I mean, I, I guess as a pro, you just got to be ready every time. So, I mean, for me, he's just, just mentally locked in. You know, um, the assistant coaches, they do, they'll, he do a good job of like getting me ready for the game. Especially like this past two games, you know, just like reading more on the scouting report and uh, stuff that I need to do. So for me, it's just about me just being mentally focused and just getting uh, unprepared. What exactly makes it easier to play with Mike and Don? I mean, those guys, those are, those guys are stars, you know, and what they do, like, you know, playing with those guys. I mean, the way you know they move the ball, they understand the game. You know, Mike. Uh, Surely, like when when Don wasn't available, you know, Mike, Mike kind of like you know talking to me about like you know where to be, you know what to do, you know, just that encouraging, just being a vet, you know. I mean, just let me like as a young, you know, guy coming in the league, you know, like just hearing that voice, you know, that bigger voice from like Mike saying, okay, you know, you're good, you know, just encouraging you. That that goes a long way, you know, in building confidence for, you know, for guys like us. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I told him. So after the game, I just spoke to Don. I was like, it looked like it looked like a video game. You know, there was one time I, I had to cut, cut myself in the moment because I thought I was actually playing like in the, in the video game because it seemed like he could have missed. You know, every every shot was going in and all that stuff. And, you know, Don is, you know, he's a star and he's always going to do what, what he's going to do. You know, he's a pro. And, uh, you know, just getting him back, you know, adds so much to the team. And, you know, you can just tell his presence out there, you know, really helped us a lot. How happy are you for Alex Shenton? Oh, yeah, I'm so happy for him. You know, just, you know, being out there, being a coach, you know, coaching the team and all that stuff. Um, I'm really happy. I'm really excited for him. And, you know, I think after the game, I kind of gave him a hug and stuff. So, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, you know, there was one time they went small. They kind of went small on ball. It's just about me, just you know, knowing my situation. And there was sometimes, you know, we have they have guys like Kyrie and Patty Mills, like great, great players. So for for me, you know, I just have to be up to touch. You know, because like you know, you give those guys an open shot, they're gonna make it five out of you know every six times. So for me, it's just about like you know, just reading the defense. And you know, like I said, like I've been, you know, the coaches, everybody they did a good job on like getting me ready. And me, you know, just getting myself mentally ready. And I feel like you know, the, the different action they, you know, the, the teams have tried to, you know, play us and all that stuff. I'm, I'm getting adjusted to it. And uh, yeah. 
Um, I mean, I mean, coaches don't have to talk to me about everybody. I'm a big, you know, that's, I mean, you just need to have that in the back of your mind to just go rebound. And, you know, that, that always stick to me since college, you know, playing, playing for yourself, you know, you got, you always got to play hard and you always got to rebound. So for me, I just kind of have it in the back of my head every time, you know, I go out there. It's like, you know, for, for us bigs, you know, we, we play a little, sometimes we, we do the dirty job, you know, like, in terms of like rebounding the ball and all that stuff. So you just have to have it in the back of your mind. Like, yeah, you know, you just got to go every time and, you know, try to get a rebound. There's a pretty big difference between Quinn Snyder and Alex Pinson in like the way that they act and how loud or how much they get on guys. Yeah. Do you respond better to like someone kind of getting on you all the time? I mean, I ain't going to lie to you. Me, me and Coach Q, we, I mean, I ain't really played that much and stuff. So, I mean, he, we haven't, we didn't really like how to talk, you know, really like coached like that. So, but with AJ, you know, me and AJ, I think that, you know, he come up to, come up to me, you know, he talked to me and tell me, oh, yeah, this is what you do, this is what you got to do better, this is what you do, did good. You know, just kind of like just coach me through through a lot of stuff. And yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for him. All right. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There you go, Doke. Udoka Azubuki with a double-double tonight in 24 minutes, 10 points, and 11 boards. And uh, you were liking what Doke was saying right there, Coach Lacombe. Uh, just to me, it was, you know, there's guys that I think understand basketball at surface level, and I think there's guys that really dig in. And to me, he seems like a guy who's really kind of digging in and understanding things. I think, you know, film study's been obviously really good for him. And then just the skill work. And he mentioned Alex Jensen working with him. Uh, on the things he does great and, and the things he needs to improve, I would imagine a month or so ago uh, you'd say to to Doke that he needed to figure out a way to get more rebounds. You know, we, there were games where he'd play some minutes and not really rebound the basketball. And tonight, again, in 24 minutes, gets 11 rebounds. That's a really huge improvement. Um, so he's a smart guy. He understands what he needs to do to try to help this team get better. I like it that he's getting an opportunity to figure it out because – for a variety of reasons, he's been a bit of a lightning rod around here. I mean, people weren't wild about the pick to begin with, I guess. There's been some guys behind him that have had some success that the Jazz could possibly have gotten. And in my opinion, he hasn't really had a chance yet to to develop and really succeed. And and think of where he's come from, from that Denver game that Locke was talking about, where he matched up against Jokic and did a great job and played well that game, but was was thrown in out of the blue had that ankle injury that he was coming back from that he got in the G League, goes in, has a little success, builds some confidence, and I think he's done some nice things. He hasn't been perfect, but culminating in tonight's performance, which I would argue has been his best performance, you got to feel good for the guy. He deserves a little time to figure it out. No, absolutely. And and I think the one thing he understands, and I think it is going to be the pivotal piece for him, can he figure out a way to get in a playing shape and keep himself there? And I don't know even through his college years where he necessarily was in the greatest of shape. So, I mean, if he wants to take that next step, I think he understands that's probably what he needs to do. And it's scary to think what he could be because he's a crazy freak athlete, but he's starting to get, you know, the understand the spots on the game too. Back to the media room we go. Let's hear from Hassan Whiteside. Um, it wasn't my first time, like, shooting turnaround. You know, it's just times you work on it. I wanted to get to the middle. And it kind of cut me off, and I was able to shoot a turnaround. It's actually a shot I don't think I take enough, actually. But um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was about to, um, bogey was cutting, and I was about to throw the bogey. I told Donovan, I see him do it enough, so why not? <laughs> You never see the best reaction, like throwing cards. Or no, no, I didn't see it. You'll enjoy that. I didn't see it. I, don't, I haven't seen it at all. I don't know where y'all. I know somebody posting. I don't know where it's at. You'll, you'll try to see it. I'm gonna look. Uh, what was it like? What did you see out of Don tonight? It seemed like after two and a half weeks out, there wasn't a whole lot of rush to the game tonight. Oh, uh, I mean, he's Donovan Mitchell. You know, he came out. He came out hot. Um, he got to his spots. You know, um, obviously we're a different team when he played. You know, and um, I think he just showed why he means so much to this team. Is there a different energy with him just being available again? Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, seeing it, seeing the, seeing guys come back. You know, even when big fella come back, you know, um, we can see H on our block again. You know, so I'm excited. I'm excited. With just guys coming back. I think this is gonna be a great month for us. What was your reaction to coming off the bench tonight? Oh, I had no reaction. You know, it's just um, I was. Coming off COVID and then my back was bothering me. I didn't I didn't like how I looked the last couple of games. Um I was having a hard time moving and, and just just being myself, you know. Um like even when I watched film, I didn't like how I was moving and, and you know, it was just bothering me a lot. And that's why I just decided to take like four or four days off and do a ton of rehab and just try to get back. Cause, you know, sitting on the couch for two weeks, uh it's not good. What kind of progress have you seen out of out of Um, he's been doing good. You know, uh, me and Rudy always in his ear, just telling him to um just keep rolling, running hard. You know, um, I think with this team, you gotta have a mindset of even when you don't get the ball, you gotta still run the court because you sacrifice and to get guys open. You know, so you might not get a ton of post ups, but uh, you just getting just getting other guys open and just locking on that. Hi, y'all. Y'all have a good night. There you go, Hassan Whiteside. And uh, Hassan tonight came in off the bench. Heard him talk about getting a little rest, uh, being good for him, and he played well tonight. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 2 blocks. Now, I apologize if if I'm behind the times on this and have not seen it, but Hassan calling he and Rudy H&R Block, wanting to have H&R Block back out on the floor. I'm running with that. I like that. Yeah, I'm wondering if we get him some NIL. Oh wait, yeah, it's just an endorsement deal. Hey, if I'm if I'm some marketing guy at H and R Block like, listening hmm, right now, I'm like, hey, chapter. let's let's get that, let's make that happen. I like the way that sounds. Uh, but uh, Hassan, and you know what, a kind of a side story to this season, uh, the the relationship that Hassan and Rudy have developed. It's actually a pretty interesting story because, um, of course, they were rivals before they were teammates, and they've developed a, a relationship. Hassan's talked about that as misconception of Rudy coming into this team and how they've kind of uh, grown. And now they have a nickname together, H&R Block. I like it. And I do like it. I, I think it's because they work hand in hand. And we've seen, you know, one's uh, one's good, but two is great. And it's great to see when they're both out there. Uh, I thought Hassan was great tonight. He gave uh, two or three plays really impressed me with his extra effort. Um, you know, showing on a, on a screen, keeping a guy – uh, from turning the corner and then sprinting to his man at the rim to make a play uh, on the on the shot. I thought he, you know, he and then his rebounding, um, you know, and then he he said it himself right there, which is huge. You know, sometimes we run the floor. If we get the ball, great. If we don't, great. But running the floor, we're sacrificing a little bit to open guys up. And I think if everybody can play with a little bit of that mindset, the Jazz can kind of get back to where they were when things were really cranking. 
And I, I think back to that post game where he had the really tough foul against Phoenix, right? Am I remembering yes. that right? That uh, and the Jazz were coming back, and that was kind of the straw well, that broke the camel's when back. When the guy jumped in front of him, <laughs> the guy jumped in front of him and just fell over. Right. But he, he talked in that post game about how he was struggling physically and coming back from COVID, and and he even mentioned in that uh, in that post game that uh, that his son had COVID, and it was obviously a guy that had a lot on his shoulders and a lot on his mind. It wasn't feeling right physically. I thought it was interesting there to hear him talk about, hey, I just needed four days to get right, heavy on the rehab, and he, he looked like a much different player, much more comfortable tonight. It is hard. It's hard to do what Donovan did, you know, for sure, to miss that many games and come out and look like he did. Um, you know, it was it was crazy. and It was Doke that said it was like sometimes wondering if Donovan was a part of a video game because yeah. he was making everything. Well, some of those, I mean, crossover, pull-up. Yeah, you know, I mean, were just and the silly. ball was on a string tonight for sure. <laughs> just silly. All right, Jazz win 125-102 over the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru uh, and the My Subaru Is campaign. Uh, Subaru customers are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some stories. Share your own. MySubaruIs.com. More player sound coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show. Jazz Radio Network, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Your final tonight, Jazz Smash the Nets, 125 to 102. Led by Donovan Mitchell. Comes back after missing eight games. 27 points tonight for Donovan. Six assists, three rebounds. He was eight of 10 shooting uh, from the floor. Six of seven from three, uh, just a remarkable night for uh, for Donovan Mitchell. And I think you know we heard this a little bit from Doke and Hassan. The team really fed off of his return tonight. And how could you be more efficient, right? When you look at those numbers, shooting the the basketball, and again coming off of an eight game missing eight games, just a, a tremendous effort. And and I think it was just more than making shots, though. I, I thought his energy defensively. You know, I commented a couple times to you, Jake, how look how he's running back in transition to get out in front of the ball. I just thought there was really some really good things there that Donovan was was pretty plugged in and locked in tonight. And, um, you know, I thought it showed throughout his whole game. And <clears throat> huge effort from Donovan. Just, uh, well, you know what, he, he seemed like a, a guy who was rested. I mean, I know he was dealing with some stuff and uh, trying to get past those concussions and, or the uh, sy- uh, symptoms, concussion symptoms. But tonight he looked like a guy who just needed, and he got a, he got more than a little time, but just needed a little time and uh, came back a little refueled. Sometimes we all need that, I suppose. And the, and the other thing, number that stands out to me, I'll throw out is I, I like when he's in that five, six assist range, um, you know, because I think that it is, it's a good balance. You know, he's, he's certainly going to get enough shots. But he creates so many opportunities for others, and when he's doing that at a high rate, um, this team is they, they play better. So really like that component. And I think it's going to be more important too with Joe not being able to play because uh, I think Donovan's going to have to pick up some of that playmaking slack. Man, you're right. I mean, 27 points on 10, 10 shot attempts in in 22 minutes. It's, it's, it's insane. It's really something. I mean, I'm not a numbers guy, but that seems pretty darn good. <laughs> Could you do that every night? Donovan, could you could you shoot eighty percent from the field every that, single yeah, six night? Six or seven from three, that'd be great. <laughs> could Appreciate that. It. Dial that on up, would you? I think would be a pretty good ball club if you could do that. But 
to come in uh, after not having played and and be that sharp, and and the Jazz really just blitzing Brooklyn from the from the tip uh, is I I think it's a big deal because uh, of of all the adversity we talked about. You and I are sitting here talking about you know this last stretch, the whole month of January, and all this adversity the team's going through, and then what are they going to do with that? And I think tonight was a good sign. Is that being too optimistic? But that the good sign maybe going through that and coming out on the other side a little bit. I think it's what we've said. I mean, the only option you have is to go through it. Um, And I like the way the Jazz have braved through it. I think they have picked up some well-earned experience for the guys who weren't playing a ton of minutes. Um, I think, you know, Pascal's kind of refound again in, in, in the roster. And I think he's been great. He's answered the bell, you know, every single time they've, they've called on him. Um, we talked about Azubuke's growth, um, and I think that Trent Forrest is another guy. And Butler. I thought Butler was really solid tonight. He didn't make as many shots as he's made, but he took good shots. And another guy who has six assists um, and no turnovers. So um, really, really great to see that from Jared Butler tonight. Now we're still in a holding pattern. Uh, we've got the, uh, the press conference link still up, and uh, we're assuming we're going to get one more player. I'm going out on a limb. <clears throat> Donovan we're Mitchell. assuming that we're going to get Donovan Mitchell, so stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll keep you posted. We're hoping to throw it back down to the media room. But until then, let's check out the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. We also came uh, close to getting free Chick-fil-A sandwich tonight, though. Uh, hold that thought. We'll get back to the free throws. Let's go down to the media room with Donovan Mitchell. It's just not who I am. I can look fast. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Let me pull the real ones out. We can get started. You know, there we go. Now we're back. Don, how did it feel? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, it was honestly, I was just happy to be playing basketball. Uh, to be honest, you know, I was making the joke before the game, like I didn't give a damn if the ball went in or not. I was just happy just to be out there running around, guarding, thinking the game, like just having fun playing with my teammates. Um, so you know, on top of that, you know, making the right reads, finding things. I had four turnovers, which I wasn't proud of, but. Just happy to be playing again. Can you find that fun all the time in an eighty-two game season? Right, like doesn't seem like it's been super fun for the Jazz in general in January, right? Yeah, it, it's it's tough. You know, you have a lot of things. You know, injuries, COVID. You know, there's so many things. Not winning or not winning like we used to. Like this is probably like January is probably the worst stretch I've had in my career. You know, so just getting used to that, like understanding the adversity. You know, it's great when you have guys who've been to been in the league for so long. They understand, like, you know, it's not always going to be just up here every every night. You know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, being able to withstand and stay here. And like I said this morning, you know, like, you just couldn't tell by the mood that, you know, we had lost we or 2-11, and 11, whatever it was. Like, you get, couldn't tell. And I think that's the mark of a team that's composed and, you know, wants to – understands you got to go through adversity to get to the top. And, you know, just having fun with the game. You know, even in our losses – I can't say our losses were fun, but you look at the effort, like I said before, and the energy is just different. You know, and it, and it shows on a night like tonight where everybody's getting going and hitting shots and, and going. Defensively tonight, you guys were great. Yeah. Like I, like I said, you know, I wouldn't even just point out tonight. I think tonight was a combination of both great offense, great defense. Um, you know, Denver was a Denver last Denver game uh, was huge. You know, the even the Memphis game, like we were competing. I think that's, you know, you compile games like that over and over again. They're going to turn into wins because we're a talented team. We've got talented players and guys. And I, I really think, you know, Trent, JB, uh, D-House when he was there, EP, Rudy Gay, like those guys, Doke, like really raised our level. You know, it started, like I, I really noticed that the Phoenix game, the first one, you know, 
kind of the odds are against us in that game. And you just look at the way those guys competed. And now you you got us, Mike, coming back to speed even a better leader than he was before. Just myself coming back, Boyan, having a double-double. Like, these are the nights we're going to continue to have as long as we continue <clears throat> to put the work in on both ends of the floor. Even though you were frustrated being out for that long, do you think the reps might have done you good? Um, we'll see at the end of the year. <laughs> no, but um, I, 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 it's it's one of those things you you can look at it like that. You know, I've definitely tried to allow myself to think that way. You know, it's good to kind of give your body time, but you know, I'm I'm naive. I, <clears throat> not naive. I'm just you know, I, I'd rather just be out there. But you know, I think I, I I said in the back, like my legs haven't felt that fresh in a long time. So, um, you know, I think it's it's definitely helped. But you know, I got to continue to get back into game shape. I only played 21 minutes tonight, you know, ran in the back after, like just getting back into, you know, getting to those 33, 36 nights and, you know, be able to play throughout on both ends. Yeah, that stretch early in the third quarter where you dropped points, like three or four and then. Mm -hmm. What does it feel like when you're, when you're like back on um, locked in and, and just kind of feeling the game? Like a lot of it was just easy looks, catch and shoot. Um, you know, I think those are also the opportunities I haven't really got much this year, much of last year. I think I got a lot more. Um, I could be wrong, but I just feel like the, tonight was just, you know, just catching in rhythm, taking the same shots I was when I was working out, you know, just being able to just get in rhythm in that way. And, you know, seeing the ball go in on your first two shots, or whatever it was, definitely helps. So um, just getting easy looks, uh, making the game easy for myself. My teammates make it easy for me. So when the shots start to fall, you know, you have the confidence to start continuing to let it fly. How has your no-look pass kind of developed over the course of your career? Um, I used to do it too much uh, back when I was in high school and college just to do the flashy play. Uh, so for now, it's kind of just, you know, just evolved into it. A lot of it is just being able to, you know, people talk about, you know, being able to pass fake, you know, ball fake, but eye fake is a real thing too. You know, being able to, especially when we shoot so well, if I'm looking at the three, Nine times out of ten, you're gonna think that somebody's out there. And then Royce, like Royce, was the first one where I, where he cuts, you know, and gets a backdoor layup. Like it helps when you have shooters like that because everybody's looking at the three, you know, and a guy slashes, and I'm able to do that or look this way and know that someone's coming there. And it's just coming slowing the game down and and my, and us playing together as a team and reading each other. What are the most important things you think your team needs to build in the second half of the season or or, or the last second half of the season? So, I think you look at tonight, the way we played and competed defensively, um, the way we, we were connected on offense, you know, we're still without Rudy, you know, without JC, um, obviously maybe without Joe, like, like I said, the biggest thing is our, our, our bench guys, you know, they really have turned up another level, you know, and I think it's allowed us to go out there and like Trent, Trent Force has been phenomenal, you know, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be crucial for us, especially with Joe being out, like he's been phenomenal EP. Um, like that's going to be huge for us, and also just competing the way we have been uh, the past few weeks. It looks it looks great tonight. Felt great, you know, when you get a winning result out of the way we've been playing tonight and last game. So if we continue to do that at a high level, we'll be in good shape. So what, what do you when you say competing? What specifically are you looking like? At? What's that look like? What's that feel like? You look at. You, you get into a possession. I'll talk defensively. Like you know, Cam Thomas did some tough shots tonight. But like Doke running out there and contesting it, and then guys coming in and crashing. Even though the shot goes in, like you're not, we're not thinking about. Obviously, in the game you are, but you also look back on film. And it's like, okay, do we get a contest in January? <laughs> do we get early January things? Like, do we do that? Do we get those hits? Do I run in? Like for instance, I gave a rebound to James Johnson. Like those can't happen. Like that's what you got to look at. Even the shots go in, shots don't go in. Like you know, as far as the, on the when we're on defense. 
that's what you look at, you know, being able to compete, fighting over screens, getting the rear contest. You know, guys are going to hit shots. It's the NBA. But that that is, you know, where we kind of measure ourselves, you know, continuously game by game. And then offensively, being able to play with the pass. We could go over 50 from three. But if we're getting open shots and getting good looks, that's the level of competition that you want to be at. You know, I think we've done a good job of that. Although our record the past month didn't really reflect that. I think we we did a solid job of that. And sometimes, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's going to feel a little weird, but you know, when you start to continue to, to believe in it and continue to go do what we've been doing, you know, it's, it's, it, you have nights like tonight and we got to keep going. Talk about, you know, all the good things that you guys have been building on over the last few weeks despite the record. Mm-hmm. You know, that's creating good momentum for you. There's a real chance that the team could be disrupted in many ways at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So how does, how would that impact the things that you're putting together with this group if the group's not the same? Um, you know, I think, this would be my fifth one, um, and all of them have been different. You know, I think the the biggest thing, and like I said, the best thing about having pros in the locker room and like vets like this who've been around the league is, you know, that's not really a a thought. You know, it doesn't allow to become a thing. Even when we were, you know, we had even in the month we had, it was never like a, you know, you could tell it was never a thought. And I think that's just how you got to go about it. We got to go out there and do our jobs every day, everybody, one through fifteen. And I think we've done a great job as a group doing that, you know, and I think it's, it's easy to kind of look at and hear everything and, you know, and kind of be like, man, like, you know, sulk individually and be like, or be nervous and it's, it's life, you know, I, and we all understand it, but the best part about the group we have and being the pros that we have, like, you know, we we're every day we're locked in and ready to go. And that's why I said this morning, like the energy we have in the morning, like just being able to be joking, laugh and get out there having that chemistry. That's what makes this group so special. You talked about Joe, uh, he's got some extra run here in the last few games. What have you seen out of that? Man, um, I'm happy for him. You know, he got the start tonight. Um, he's just being able, one thing, he's learning the place, you know, and learning where to be, learning where guys like like stuff. And, and one thing I told him, I said, look, like, you're going to mess up. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. But the thing about Doke is he messes up at 125%. You know, and I think we all love that. And, you know, I told, I told him, I said, the offense, the rebounding was great. But his best play was when he went out and it wasn't even his assignment. And he contested a corner three in the first half. Like, that was your best play. And that goes back to your question about the competition and competing. Like, we're going to mess up. Everybody's going to have mistakes, but having each other's back. And, you know, Dope, Dope's been, Dope was phenomenal. He's been, he's been playing well, even really since he started in, in Denver. Um, he's building that confidence and, you know, continuing to get used to everything and running the floor. Like, I tried to find him early. I missed it. But, like, he's running. He's there. He knows where he, he wants to be. And, you know, it's, it's great to see him out there, you know, playing well and playing hard like he always has. Is it strange not to have Quinn? Yeah, it was, it's, I can't say I've had, I don't think I've had a game where Quinn wasn't out there. Um, maybe in Charlotte a few years ago where he got thrown out, but that was it. But that was for like 40 seconds. Um, but when you have, like I, like I said, man, like when you have a bunch of guys that's been with each other and know what to do, you know, in the situations where they, we get up a lot, they make a run. We come back to the timeout, you know, we're all speaking to each other. We know what we got to do to fix it. You know, it makes Alex Jensen's life easier, you know, but he's, he's been phenomenal stepping in. The coaches have been great. Uh, and then when Quinn gets back, like when everybody gets back, it's just time to take it to a, another level. And I feel like we've been doing that slowly, slowly, but surely. What do you think that Quinn is like watching games in isolation? <laughs> well, he's had, I think, I want to say four or five text messages I've got already. You know, he, I think him and I are the same. You know, we 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 communicated. Um, I think it was against. I was like last game against Denver. Like just kind of talking about what we see. 
that's why that's why we all love him. You know, he's a man about the details. You know, he was the first person telling me about my turnovers. <laughs> um, so like he's he's probably at the screen, you know, screaming or whatever. But you know, I think it's it's great to have a coach like that that cares. You know, it's that's not always the case. You know, so he's a guy that cares about the little things and and speaking to what I've been telling y'all about the competition and getting better moment by moment. He's not really looking at the makes and misses. He's looking at you know, are we running things precisely? Are we cutting? Are we defending are we fighting over screens like that's the stuff he looks at and he'll let us know when he comes back in season and he'll, tell, he'll let Alex know who will then let us know so he's he's probably in there fired up but you know it, it's it's great because I'm calling the night and we'll talk about it and you know that's just the kind of coach he is um, yeah it's because of the success he's had over the last few seasons and then obviously haven't been able to play through like you want to play off it's kind of weird thing. you can't really prove anything well, it goes back to, you know, what you said, building habits, you know, that loss to the Clippers was, we feel that, you know, we, when we lost to uh, Detroit, you know, when they just, when Cade kind of got going, you know, it was kind of like that series where they spaced us out and attacked, you know, and I think being able to learn from those mistakes, all right, like, you know, being able to, to do it, you know, precisely, you know, quickly, learn from it, continue to build on it, watch film, like, that's that's really where we can get better, and that goes back to what I've been saying, like, the, the competition part, you know, we're, we're a talented team, we're, we're going to win games, but how are we winning these games? How are we doing? Are we, are we doing everything? You know, yeah, we were up 30, but, you know, can we get to 40? You know, because in the years past, you've seen it, like we get 30 and it gets to 15 to 10 to eight, you know, like being able to keep our foot on the gas because, you know, we got up 2-0 and, you know, we lost. We got up 3-1 and we lost. So it's no, we, we, we definitely remember it, you know, but I think for us, it's how do we build every game to be the team we want to be. So our habits, it's not like come playoff time. It's like, oh, shoot, now we got to do it. You know, it's like building it through games and learning it through different teams. You know, it's not always going to be, you know, the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Warriors or the Suns, like how do we do it every night, you know, because we're ready to throw different schemes out, being able to be versatile in, in many different ways, offensively and defensively. Uh, so when you get to the playoffs, it's not like, you know, like, oh, shoot, here we go. Like, you know, we got, we've been doing this since October, so we're ready for it and continue to build. Thank you. Donovan Mitchell making his return tonight and what a return it was. 27 points, 8 of 10 shooting, 6 of 7 from 3 and had uh, 6 assists as well. Donovan covered a lot of ground there, but uh, I liked uh, what he said about uh, about Doak and how uh, even when he uh, makes mistakes, he's doing it at 125%. That stood out to me. That's how you get better. You know, you throw yourself out there. And he's definitely got the respect of these guys. And I love that, too. I think, again, that as he starts to get more conditioned, he's able to run down, up and down the floor. I mean, there's a place for that. And a guy who plays that hard and, and understands the game. And that's the beauty of being able to play with Rudy Gobert, uh, with Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley. They pull him aside. They talk to him, you know, and, and help him get better. And that, that's a great culture to have. He also said um, he was asked if some time off actually benefited him, and he, he kind of danced around it a little bit, but then said that uh, he had kind of more – he had more legs tonight than he's had in a long time. I would have to think, too, right? Obviously, concussion, um, you get cloudy, but I, I think it was a good time mentally for Donovan. There was a, It was just a heavy atmosphere around here with all the injuries and guys missing, and um, 
you know, I, I just think it was great for you know, the timing. You'd never want him to have a concussion and struggle with it. But, but I do think that could pay some dividends down the road because he talked about how fun it was to be out there again, just doing the little things. And that was a nice little refresher because I think sometimes the season gets so long you forget that. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jess, smash the nets tonight. 125 to 102. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Don is razzle-dazzling through his legs, crossing over, pulling back, hitting the shot! Play the game right there, courtesy of our friend David Locke. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection, LHMauto.com. Driven by you, the Jazz take it to the Nets tonight, 125 to 102. Very fitting on Donovan Mitchell's return. Of course, he would be the play of the game. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share Mark Miller Subaru. Com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. If you're just joining us, Jazz led tonight by Donovan Mitchell in his return. 27 points on 8 of 10 shooting, 6 of 7 from 3. Also had 6 assists to lead the way in just 22 minutes. Remarkably efficient from Donovan, of course, tonight. Bogdanovich with 19. He did that on 8 of 14 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3. Uh, Hassan Whiteside with 15 coming in off the bench. Eric Pascal. I don't know. Have we talked enough about Pascal tonight, Coach? 16 points from Eric on 6 of 9 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3. And his shooting has just been red hot through this stretch. I mean, if there was a knock on him that, you know, a lot of people thought he envisioned him in kind of that George Niang role. And uh, lately, certainly, he's he's absolutely shot well enough to fill that and then some. Another guy that I'd say if he makes a mistake, it's at 125. Yeah, great point. And I, I think that's what the Jazz need. I think he's been great, and he's shooting the ball amazing, right? If he can continue to do that and guard and rebound the way he is, it's a huge breakthrough for the Jazz. For the Nets, Cam Thomas led the way off the bench, 30 points in 31 minutes, 11 of 19 shooting. Outside of that, the Nets did not have a whole lot going for him tonight. Kyrie Irving was 6 of 20. He had 15 points. He did have six assists and three rebounds. Patty Mills, who who continues to be a good pickup for them, 4 of 9 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3. He had 11 points, but really the Nets, I mean, they – this is the obvious hot take of the night. They certainly need Kevin Durant and James Harden if they're going to go where they want to go in the Eastern Conference. Without a doubt. And we've seen the Jazz not have their main guys, and it's just hard. It's hard to compete, and the Jazz have more depth. But, yeah, this Nets team is only going to go as far as those three guys take it. (laughs) Unless they make a move, which, of course, uh, the Jazz and and the Nets have have both been rumored to uh, be active on the trade market. Um, You know, Daryl Morey, has coveted James Harden, of course, for a long time now. They've got Ben Simmons sitting there. Does uh, Do the Nets decide to do something a little bit more drastic? Do they do something more subtle? I don't anticipate the Jazz doing something drastic at the trade deadline, although, Coach, I do anticipate they do something. They've got Joe Ingles' contract, and now with his uh, unfortunate injury, which is still just uh, you know tough to talk about as he made his first public comments today, uh, but that makes it more likely to move, and then are the Jazz more aggressive from there? I'm not sure, but I, I think there's at least one move out there to be made. 
Well, and they definitely know what they have. And I think you, maybe sometimes you get to this point and you kind of wonder because you haven't given everybody much of a chance. That's one benefit is I really think they understand what they have on their roster, who can help them right now, and, um, you know, and then make those decisions with a lot of data. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get a few uh, let's get a few final thoughts from you on this one before we turn the page and uh, look forward to the Knickerbockers on Monday. I think every win the Jazz get from here on out, everybody should enjoy um, because they're hard to come by. And I thought the Jazz were really locked in tonight, did a nice job, really kind of setting the tone defensively, um, hold Brooklyn scoreless for uh, to the nine thirty four mark, and the Jazz held that ten zero lead. Um, just a great job and, and understanding the scouting report. I thought guys were really uh, attuned to that. Did a good job on Kyrie, making him earn things. And most importantly, I think, again, gained some confidence. Uh, certain guys got to feel really good tonight about their, their performance. And guys stepped up. You know, Boyan, we mentioned, had 11 rebounds. It was awesome to see that. Um, but overall, just a, a great performance by the team and one that I think everybody should be really excited about because – I think that's one step closer to, to this team kind of getting Rudy back and, and you know, making one one big push for uh, for the playoffs. Um, my memory has been bad tonight, but this seems uh, – Donovan mentioned in the postgame that uh, they played really well on both sides of the ball tonight. This is the first game that I can remember for a while that they've played well on both sides of the ball. I mean, even in some of the losses, they've played well defensively but haven't scored enough points. And, of course, we've their, their defensive struggles on the perimeter without Rudy Gobert are certainly well documented. This is the first game for a while that they've really shown out on both sides, I think. Yeah, and, you know, I think everybody realized how Donovan made it easier for them tonight. Um, they still give great effort. They still do their job, but he makes it easier. They're going to experience that same thing when Rudy comes back on the other end. And hopefully, again, there's a ton of momentum that's had right there. You know, it. You know, maybe it takes Donovan to be out for a little while for a reminder. Man, he just makes everybody's job Oof. easier. The, the spacing is totally different. Guys are getting totally different shots because you just have to pay so much attention to him. And I can't re. You know, we said this a couple times, but it is so hard to just step in after being gone, um, get in that rhythm, and and have a game like he had. It just, again, he's a very very special player. We're lucky to have him here. All right. We want to say big thanks to everybody who helped with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone bringing you all the action. Our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show. Want to remind you about the My Subaru Is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, sir. Uh, Enjoy a couple nights off this weekend. It's going to be terrific. I actually will be doing a game tomorrow night for TV, um, the end of a, an era with me and Fox up at Weber. So Weber State, Montana State, best two teams in the big sky right now. Should be a good game. And I'm going to get into his makeup bag and actually try to compete with him. Are you? You're going for it. I am. You're going to end up looking like uh, Bowie or something on there. Liza Minnelli. <laughs> 125 to 102 is your final. The Jazz beat the Brooklyn Nets. Up next, the Jazz will take on the New York Knicks here at Vivint Arena on Monday night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 6, and, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.